Warriors. Live and local. Every weekday. With 10,000 watts of total power. On WKKX and WVLY. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Yes, it's a good day for singing a song. And it's a good day for moving along. Yes, it's a good day. How could anything be wrong? A good day from morning to night. Well, good morning, good friend. Here we are, 710 in the morning on the Watchdog Morning Show. About to begin the swing and soiree for the next three hours. We have made it to, and as I always say, hopefully through this week. It's a Friday, Friday edition of the big gig, and we have a lot of territory to cover today. Uh, more than I had really anticipated getting into, but we'll make it all work. We're going to squeeze it in. It's going to be a power-packed program. You just want to kind of sit in and come in for the ride. It's going to be a nice day today, sunny, a high. could be close to 70 or so. Now, rain comes in tomorrow, maybe in a thunderstorm. Temperatures drop down to the mid-60s uh, tomorrow, and then the rest of the weekend we're in the 50s. Some rain again for most of the weekend, so today's your good day. 47 degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 45 at the Highlands, 43 at my backyard weather station in Elm Grove, and 46 degrees here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios, downtown Wheeling, in the heart of the Ohio Valley. Some of what we have for you today, Ogilvy Park and others now want that suit against the planned deer hunt dismissed as the planned deer call date comes closer. Homeless advocates gathered outside Wheeling City Hall yesterday asking for a delay in closing down an East Wheeling camp. Newspaper editor John McCabe and I will kick that story around, plus all of the other local news of the week. Wheeling's symphony conductor John Devlin back with us again to talk about uh, next week's impactful concert, Violins of Hope, and what timing it is on that, Bob. Uh, violins of hope are violins that have been reconstructed from violins made during the Holocaust. Very timely in terms of the Israeli situation right now. We'll talk to John Devlin about that. Unigloves, Ohio Valley Travel's Bill Bryson is back from Northern Europe. He'll share the sights and sounds of that. And a man who was the Democratic leader in the House in West Virginia switches parties. Doug Scaff now running for Secretary of State. And, of course, Mr. Slaughter and I review the highlights of the week from our show. All of that is coming up. Anywhere along the way you want to be with us, 304-214-1600, 304-214-1600. That is the Frio Stack Auction Service text line, or you are welcome to use the Frio Stack Auction Service phone line, 304-232-8255. 712 in the morning here on the Watchdog Morning Show. When we left yesterday, Bob, you had that anxiety hanging around you. You were a little bit concerned. I mentioned on the air that you had, uh, what is it called, a... Uh, home improvement project, something I have to deal with. But you had some real anxiety before you left here. You picked up on that. Yes, I did, Howard. Well, you were sweating bullets. That was I, the. <laughs> you know, I can talk about it now. I don't like to jinx myself, but it's embarrassing to say. But my furnace in my house is uh, is old. It's it's old. Been there, I, done that. I uh, I was 17 years old when they put that furnace in. Howard, that would have been 1979. Whoa, that yes. is old. That's Holy real old. That, that is really really old. So when I had problems last year, you know, I held my breath. Is this it? You know, am I going to have to have an, a new furnace? And uh, I was very tense yesterday, but uh, it, it couldn't it couldn't have worked out any better, Howard. So all is well? It's all in well because of Maraud heating. Jay Maraud, just a, a, a 
just a great guy, a guy that you welcome into your house. Uh, he's there to fix your problems, not cause you any problems. And that's exactly <laughs> what he did yesterday, Howard. And, you know, it's this time of year, and I'm going to give him a plug out there. It's this time of year you want to make sure that your furnace is running, right, Howard? I mean, Absolutely. it's going to get colder. I've had mine running a little bit. So get your pencil. Write this number down because you're not going to find anybody better to work on your furnace. 304-233-7748, Maraud Heating and Air. Jay is the man. So did he like bring a huge box of tools in and have to get everything light? He brought too much, too many tools. Unlo- unlo- you know, just takes the whole thing apart and everything. I had a problem that was, you know, a technician like him, somebody that's been in the business as long as him. It took him about 30 seconds out. <laughs> <laughs> and I was hesitant because I thought, okay, my furnace is 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 a dinosaur. Is it too old to work on? Is it going to be one of those things? Well, here's a problem. Uh, I can't find this part. They yeah, they exactly. quit making this part yeah. in 1990. Yeah. Yeah. So, something like that. So yes, I didn't sleep the night before, and I was antsy. I was very very antsy, and Jay made a tough situation. No sweat, Howard. No sweat at all. There is nothing. There is no greater feeling. Than to be spending time, as I know you were, wearing, oh, my God, do I, have to, do I have to spend a fortune to buy a new furnace? What's going to happen here? And then they go, you know, really, um, I can just fix this like that. And it always amazes me. People who know what they're doing, people who know what they're doing just, just can, like, boop, there it is. And, and it could have been as simple as that. But he said, no, I, I, the young man with him, I believe is his son. If I'm wrong, I apologize. His name was Jared. And he said, now let's go down. And they checked everything out for me, Howard. And just, I, again, just when something like that, you feel good anyway to, to solve your problem. But when you deal with a real gentleman like Jay Maraud, you just say, man, there is good guys still around Wheeling, Howard. So Not you, only just you and I. <laughs> but other ones too. So you are going to have heat this summer. This I have summer. heat. But the problem is now I think I need an air conditioner. It's going to be so warm. <laughs> Seven fifteen. Well, that's good. That's a good story. I am glad to hear that because uh, I know you were you were you were really. I was nervous, nervous Howard. I was nervous. You were really nervous about. But I've been there. I know what that's like. You got you know you're now you're in the waiting period. Here's coming the heating guy. And you're just thinking to yourself, oh, my God, I'm, he's going to tell me I need a whole new furnace. Well, I told you it was old, but you weren't thinking 1979 well, old, was you? When you said I was 17 when they put it in, I was like, holy mackerel. So, but good for you and good for Jay. And I'm, I'm always happy to promote people who uh, we have, with whom we have had good experiences. And that's that's a good story. 716 here on the Watchdog Morning Show. I, Fridays are usually fairly simple for me in planning the show. We've got uh, the the travel show. We've got uh, John McCabe and I uh, usually put a guest of some kind in in the 8 o'clock hour of the show. Um, And then just the first hour, Bob and I have a few little odds and ends to kick around. Uh, But, man, yesterday, every time I turned around, there was a new development in in stories that we have been covering all week long. Uh, Not any breaking news, per se. But just movement on, on stories we've been talking about. I love so I'm going to run through these really quickly. Bob went off for comment real quick. John and I will talk about more of these coming up later on. But I love the headline first of all that Brad has. Now I don't know if Brad writes his own headlines on WVMetroNews.com or not. This has to go with the Chopper Gate, the uh, governor's helicopter that the federal marshal was told to come and get, and then. They moved, they went and hit it, and and then uh, the, the governor's company said, well, now we've got so many other people who we owe money to, we ought to give it to them. I love the headline. Judge says, whoa, 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 to standoff over helicopter in possession of the justice family business. Federal judge halted the seizure of that chopper. 
and ordered a halt to concealing the chopper's location. He says, now, the federal marshals can't get it right now, but don't you guys go hiding it anymore either. A order from the federal judge. Um, so right now the whole thing is a little bit in limbo. This judge correctly said, this seems to me that we got a mess going on here. There's a mess here, and we better figure it out. And that's what I thought, Howard. There should have been a quieter way to do that. I said, you know, they, somebody from JJ's camp should have went to the, the judge and said, "Wait a minute, you might want to figure out exactly who should get the get the money or, the, or should get the helicopter." Don't you think? And it should have blown it up like it did. Well, unfortunately, they 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 got the helicopter out of Dodge. You know, they, they moved it so it couldn't be seized, and and therein uh, lies lies the rub. This was the day we're supposed to have a hearing involving the Ogilvy Park deer hunt, deer call, deer kill, whatever you want to call it. We all know that Ogilvy Park has planned to thin the herd up at Ogilvy uh, and that there has been a lawsuit against that brought forward. Ogilvy Park and other defendants yesterday uh, asked that the lawsuit be dismissed. The argument, most of what their arguments are legal, they're procedural, that the, not, the right defendants weren't named, certain people weren't involved, shouldn't be involved, and so on. Um, but in the meantime, hearing scheduled for today has been rescheduled, I think, for, for next week. The lawsuit filed in Ohio County Court claims the Ogilvy deer are part of public property, have been hand-fed by the locals and tourists making the deer tame, and that Ogilvy has encouraged that. Now, um, Ogilvy says, and I believe they are correct. I'm, I'm not taking sides. I just think they're right. Ogilvy says it's not, it's not public land. Ogilvy Park is, it is owned by the Wheeling Park Commission. It was given to the public, but it's not, it's not public land in the same way that, you know, I don't know what uh, city streets are, so on. That it's not public land. It's private land, and they can handle. They have been tasked with, uh, with dealing with it. And the question about whether or not, so the, the lawsuit says. Um, the claim that, that, that there are too many deer there per, per square uh, acre because th they did a study. The lawsuit says, well, that's not true. They called a lie. They said it's not true. Ogilvy says in 2017 they had a deer study conducted by – listen to these numbers, Bob. They had a deer study conducted by WVU, and the park has 212 deer per square mile. You know what you're supposed to have? Forty. Now, that's, to me, that sounds like overpopulation. Should be 40, it's up to 212. So um, when, the, when the lawsuit, the amendment to the lawsuit came out last week, I began to think, oh, geez, well, maybe they have some validity here. But Ogilvy's response now seems to me to be, be pretty good. Case is now, um, hearing for today has been uh, put on hold and will be rescheduled. Hopefully it'll be dropped, Howard. Again, I think this is just one of those uh, just trying to cause trouble. Again, they don't own those deer. The, those deer come and go. The problem is they don't go anymore because they just stay right there. There's no reason to leave that area. Plenty to eat, and they're not afraid of anybody now. There's no reason. That's, that's the problem. Another story that developed yesterday, just as we were beginning to leave, Bob Westfall from the Big 7 told us that a group of homeless advocates were going to show up at Wheeling City Hall, quietly make their case that the Homeless camp in East Wheeling. This is the one where I believe the guy with the machete had been found. The guy had come out and beat up. I could be wrong, but I think it's where the guy came out and beat up a city worker and so on. And the city had ordered that camp to be dismantled. They had told their homeless liaison, uh, Melissa Adams, to give proper notice, as required by the courts, and to dismantle that camp. The homeless uh, advocates yesterday stood across from City Hall 
and said, can we at least wait until the winter freeze shelter opens up? You know, I, I, there's there's some validity to that. I, I get that. So instead of just sending them out right now, can you not wait until there's another another place for it? And city manager Bob Heron, who was the one who's in charge of all this, said yes, provided you provided that camp does not create any more legal problems, no more violence, nothing of that nature, uh, we will withhold we will stop the dismantling of the camp until until the winter freeze shelter uh, is open. So. Um, it looks like those advocates uh, made made their point. But, Bob, I've said this before, and you and I have talked about it before, and we're not going into it today, but this homeless issue is going to be a gigantic problem for the city going forward. It's not going to go away. It's going to get worse and worse and worse from this point forward. It, it certainly is, Howard. And once again, Bob Heron put in a situation, he has to make a difficult decision, and he did, and I think it's the right decision. Uh, plenty of time, but most importantly, police your camp. Somebody down there, to, to get pass the word. We, we have to behave. And, the, and, and Bob Heron, who, by the way, will be with us on Monday, so we can talk to him about this. Uh, Bob Heron said, look, we're going to, uh, okay, we will, I will put the pause on this order. Camp can stay up until the winter freeze shelter. Unless, as you just said, unless there is any more criminal activity, dumping of trash, or other illegal behavior at the camp. You, you don't hold your end of the bargain. Our end of the bargain doesn't go. I think, I think Bob did the right thing. Again, it's not saying the camp can stay there forever. It's saying, okay, it's, I get your point. We're, the Wonder Free Shelter is scheduled to open. What did I tell you? Just said a minute ago. December 15th. There's a, there's a date firm for the free shelter. So he said, all right, you know what, that's fine. We'll stay there until the free shelter. But at that point, then something has to be done. Great decision. I was a little surprised on how many people were out there, though, Howard. Were, were you? I was, too. I was, too. You know, but there are, you know, we've, I said I, I, said I want, don't want to get into it today too much. Too. I've said this before. There are two or three issues in this homeless situation which the city is going to have to face head on over the next number of months. One of them are camps and other that are creating problems. The other one is panhandling, and the th which, by the way, uh, next week maybe we'll get a chance to take a look at what's being done in Morgantown, where they put an anti-panhandling notice into effect. It's going to be interesting to see how that works out. And the other thing is, you know, I, I, I don't, I mean, homeless, there's a real, there's a real problem. It is a social problem above and beyond a legal problem. We, we have to take care of them, too. And I think Bob Heron came up with a good, reasonable solution for the time being. But somewhere along the way, things are going to have to be dealt with on a, on a larger scale, larger scale. And a story that we followed all week long, I just, I laugh, I laugh. The U.S. House, Kevin McCarthy, bam, you're out of there. They voted Kevin McCarthy out as Speaker. Then they end up with two candidates, Steve Scalise and Jim Jordan. The GOP caucus met and they elected Steve Scalise to be their nominee when it comes to the floor. And then, I, I, you all probably didn't follow this, but during the day yesterday, almost every hour, more Republicans in the House were going, yeah, I don't think I can support him. I don't can support him. By the end of the day, Steve Scalise quit. Not quit, but he, he's not. Forget it. I don't want to be Speaker. And now they're right back where they started from. They got no Speaker and no candidate. I know none of the names. <clears throat> But the one that seems to be it's catching a little bit of uh, momentum is that Jim Jordan. Most of the noise is Please, can't no. stand him, you Please, know. And, he, and he's no. an Ohio guy, right, Howard? Yes, what what, what part of Ohio is he from? I don't know. I should not. I don't know. But he might be in the catbird seat right now. Oh, he is. I mean, it was Jordan and Scalise running for the speakership. Scalise won in the GOP caucus. 
And Jordan even said, but Jordan said, you know what? I'm going to be a good soldier. Uh, Scalise won. I will nominate him on the floor. I, I will stand behind him and support him. But now Jordan's the lone man standing. Will there be others coming forward? Boy, I hope so. Jim Jordan is just... But anyway, so that story developed. Meanwhile, in the legislature, Doug Scaff, who only a year ago was the leader of the Democrats in the House, the leader, not just a Democrat, he was the leader of the Democrats in the House. Yesterday, he became a Republican, switched parties, switched parties. I believe he's now going to run for Secretary of State. I guess he saw an easier way to get elected by being a Republican than that. Uh, he said that, uh, you know, the old, well, the, the party didn't leave me. I didn't leave the party. The party left me. He said that, the, you know, I look around and I see that the, the, the Republican Party is pro-life, pro-gun, pro-coal, pro-gas. And, uh, and those are the things that we believe in here in West Virginia. No, I, I, I'm not sure I agree with that. But, okay, I get that. But I wonder if he also recognizes the current Republican Party in West Virginia is also pro-book banning, anti-diversity, anti-public education, and they're election deniers. You know, he says all the good stuff, but didn't take a look at the bad stuff. Looks to me like, and I like, I've always liked Skeff, so I hate to say that I think he's just being an opportunist. Well, sure it is. He looked at, his, he asked himself a question, Howard, do I have a better chance as a Republican or as a Democrat? He said, I certainly have a better chance as a Republican. Time for me to be GOP. Yes. And Howard, we have something today we haven't had for a while. What's that? We have a theme today, and I think it's a theme that you're really going to enjoy. It was 60 years ago today that somebody brilliantly said, Beatlemania. First time ever <laughs> first time the, the, phrase, was the, used? the phrase was used, Beatlemania. So we're going to do Beatles today. Uh, first of all, thank you. Yes, <laughs> I knew you'd like it. <laughs> thank you. Secondly, who was it? Or maybe you'll tell me later. Some guy just, oh. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I, the, poor, like it was, it the poor guy, I don't even think they wrote his name down. They just said, man, that's it, it Beatlemania. Wasn't Ed, it wasn't Ed Sullivan. No, no, this know. happened over in England long, long before oh, they came before, over. Before yeah. they ever came over. 60 yeah. years ago today, wow. Howard. Wow, Beatlemania, and we lived through it. I lived through it. I, you know, you were a little bit. Younger. I was one. Yeah, you're a little bit younger. The time they it. put my furnace in, Howard. <laughs> so you, you didn't live through the Paul is Dead era, did you? No, no. We'd sit around and we'd play the the the, the Beatles records backwards, and you, you everybody thought they were, Paul is dead. Paul is dead. And we there was this story that went around that Paul was dead, and there was a there was a a, a double that was filling in for him. Fun times. <laughs> what I remember was that hideous TV or that com or the uh, cartoon on Saturdays, the Beatles cartoon. I don't remember that. Oh, it was just hideous. Maybe that's why you didn't watch it. You I said this isn't the Beatles. I mean, they had different actors used voices. It was just bad. We I went to see the Beatles tribute, you know, at the Capitol recently, and um, the nineteen it was nineteen sixty five was called the Beatles tribute, and uh, you know there was there was a lot of enthusiasm among the crowd. But listen, I was among the youngest there. To be honest about, because the Beatles were sixty years ago, right? Um, and I got, I got thinking about, uh, in the old days when the Beatles were playing, you know, the girls would be up on stage, taking their bras off, throwing them up there. And I looked around this crowd and I thought, please, nobody, don't, I don't want any of you people <laughs> reliving that. All right. The next step in the Friday installment is the highlights of the week. Bob and I will have that coming up. The Highland Sports Complex is the Ohio Valley's most exciting place to play. A state-of-the-art facility offering fun for the whole family with a climbing wall, arcade, indoor turf, hardwood courts, classes and camps for kids and adults. Plus, you can take a break in the on-site cafe. 
Learn more online at hitthehighlands.com or better yet, stop in and visit the Highlands Sports Complex at the top of the hill off I-70. We know you work hard every day. How about a change of pace in your normal routine? Let Jill's Gentleman's Club take you away from the reality of the real world for a few hours. Stop by after work or on the weekend and let the gorgeous dancers at Jill's strip away your troubles and worries. There's no better way to relax than sipping on a cold beverage while enjoying the stage show of one of the many house dancers at Jill's. And Jill's is the perfect place for that bachelor or divorce party. For a great read, check out Jill's blogs on jillsatclassact.com. Like us on Facebook, too. Located off I-70, exit 11, Dallas Pike. The NFL is in full swing. College football is underway. High school rivalries are back. And the boys of summer are still swinging their bats. It is a great time of the year to be talking sports, and we are giving you one more way to do it. The good old boys on sports with Baron Bob. Join Baron Bob Saturday mornings at 8 for sports coverage, conversation, and your calls. The good old boys on sports with Baron Bob, now part of the all sports Saturday mornings, only on the Watchdog. Why? Just think about it. Why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot? We can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. Visit one and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery powered tools from trimmers to blowers. And you'll find service from experienced professionals. Real steel. Find yours at steelusa.com. Lowe's and Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. He has his say. You can have yours. Text us or call us and join the conversation. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. It's been a hard day's So we're celebrating Beatlemania today. 60 years ago today, that phrase was coined in uh, in Today, England. In 60 England. years 60 ago 60 today. 60 years ago today, Beatlemania became a word that stuck around for a very long time as the British invasion was about to begin in this country. Uh, almost 7.30, running a bit behind time, but I do want to get the highlights in here because um, we have a busy rest of the show. Um, got highlights for me, Mr. Slider, this morning? I do, and I'm going to start off patting myself on the back, Howard. I'm day number five. <laughs> day number five of Pepsi Free. <laughs> so I want to get that out of the way. I want to acknowledge myself with that. But uh, I don't think you and I did a whole lot this uh, this week, Howard, but we had some it's, great guests. That's a great I, – I had the same problem. Going yeah, I was like, yes. what? Yes. Uh, we didn't do a lot. You're so, right. But uh, but any time that uh, Rick Healy and uh, Sarah uh, Shaw come come up and uh, spend some time with us, we could do three hours with them just talking about Moundsville, talking about the difference, and you know what ten mile ten miles south, but just a lot a lot of differences between Moundsville and Wheeling, some good, some bad, and it's great when they come and visit. So they were number two on my list. Howard. They they I mean you're right. It's always good, to, and we'll have them not once a month. I'm thinking about every six weeks or so we'll bring them in. Uh, first of all, it's fun to get to, the two of them together are an interesting pair. They they work well together. I like them together. And I'm nervous with Sarah because she has the three names. Did I get that right? Sarah Moore. There's one in America. Sarah, Sarah, Wood, Sarah Woodshaw. But there you, we go. You, Sa- you, Shaw. You, you I went with Shaw. You, you, you're all right. You got morning, Sarah. <laughs> you got it all right. Um, 
and 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 Rick Healy, who wore his uh, tie uh, yesterday. Sharp dressed man, that Rick Healy. <laughs> he I'll tell you that. Certainly was. Uh, yeah, I, I I don't do not have that on my list, but there's no question that uh, Rick and Sarah are always always good guests. Uh, part of the problem, you hit the nail on the head, Bob. This was a week where you and I didn't do a lot of the back and forth our conversation. There was just so much happening that we we relied on the guests to give us information or we really were focused just on news stories most of the time. Uh, the two uh, ongoing stories that we talked about, there's a third one, but I'm going to do that separately. The two ongoing stories were what we've talked about already this morning, Choppergate. Every single day we had a Choppergate story about uh, the governor's helicopter. It, it just epitomizes, it, it, it's just symbolic of the governor's financial problems. And then the, uh, the the GOP in such great disarray with this House Speaker thing, it couldn't come to a better end of a week. I, I don't mean better, but couldn't come to a more appropriate end of a week of disorganization where the guy they elected in less than 24 hours said, never mind, I'm not going to do it. Those two ongoing stories were big for us this week. Every single day we had something about them, and they were big stories, important stories. That's uh, that's my uh, start off here. And the biggest story, no doubt about it, was the the – terrorist attack in Israel and uh, I'm a big fan of his not not because of what he did politically but he's great on talk radio and I'm talking about Bob Nay every time he comes on our show he makes it better because he knows exactly what he's talking about he's in this place called Kashmir I have no idea where it's at but they don't make sweaters but uh, he took the time to, to call and uh, to and, and again find that somewhere else folks you're, you're just not going to find it he does not know this so if he's listening don't Bob don't. But I think I'm going to try to Bob on Monday again to do an analysis of the speakers thing again. What, what, what a mess that is. Bob is always a great guest, T- tremendous. And as you and I say every time he's on, there's never a time Bob Nay is on with a, a current story that he can't tell something that he knows from the inside when he was in Congress. And he just has that knack of telling the story just just perfect for talk radio. The Hamas attack is my number two here. Um in particular, the interview with Rabbi Leaf, Rabbi Joshua Leaf from Temple Shalom, the passion the rabbi brings to all things, quite frankly, but the passion he brought to the conversation we had here on the air and the passion he then later brought to his interfaith service that evening at the temple, uh, I thought was just was really good and helped to focus the Ohio Valley community uh, on this Hamas attack and on why Hamas is in his words, evil, but the Palestinian people need to be respected for being individuals. Hamas is not the same as that. Uh, that was number two. Uh, and in that same arena, uh, we had Hoppy Kirchival on, who I thought really did a good job of analyzing some things we should learn in this country from what's happening in Israel. And basically it is that Israel has been focused for too long on their own internal divisions, their own internal squabbling, their own internal fighting, internal politics, and weren't, weren't looking at the big picture. They weren't getting that big picture. The big picture was Hamas was planning a giant attack. And Hoppy said, correctly so, we in this country need to learn from that. Stop this nitpicking squabbling on Capitol Hill and start dealing with the problems of the world and of the country. That was my next one. I'm out. So that, that's a great one, Howard. I forgot about Hop. Yeah. Well, this was a week, as you said, where we didn't have a whole lot to do. However, sir. You earn the number one spot. Oh, again. You, All right. You earn the number one spot on my highlight of the week list because you – I don't know who to – I'm going to call somebody about this. <laughs> the Powerball, yes. The, uh, you came up 
with an idea on how to make the Powerball more attractive to players. I mean, I, I thought your ideas were absolutely tremendous. You suggested that when, when the jackpot gets up to a certain high level, make sure there are multiple winners. So it's not just one person. Some, make sure that you have multi, make multiple winners. I, I don't know how you do that. Do you have two or three different drawings? You know, but I don't know. Make sure, make sure that you have multiple winners. And then what I really liked was when it gets to be a certain level, it has to be high enough that you can do this, each individual state should be guaranteed a big winner. Because right now you go, uh, you know, we usually go to Gumby's to get our tickets, okay? We go to Gumby's out in Elm Grove, get the tickets. But when I get them, I'm thinking, it's going to be somebody from California, somebody from Florida, somebody from Texas. Yeah, I mean, I buy it. We buy our tickets, but it's, it's never West Virginia. But if, the, if we followed Bob's idea, there would be a guaranteed winner in every state, a big winner, like a million-dollar winner or at least a half million or something. And, and I, you're my number one choice this week. Man, I, I'm really proud of that, Howard, because I've given it a little bit more thought on this because uh, I think it would work. Let's say they, they ship that $2 million off. Okay, there was only one winner Wednesday, right? So then you'd go to the next best. Okay, in the state of West Virginia, who had the Powerball and had the most numbers to go with that right. Powerball? And, of course, there's probably always the, the likelihood of a tie. And then you have a tiebreaker, and that person wins the money, or you, or you chop that $2 million up between two West Virginians. Now, if I, I know somebody from the Powerball is listening to something in the state, well, that's not the way we do it. It's not, it's too, it's not the way we do Okay. Do it differently. Yeah, or stick it, because I ain't buying any more tickets. And, and the problem that Bob was addressing, and he's right, is that the giant jackpots are just not becoming, in and of themselves, enough of an attraction. It used to be you get up to, I don't know, what, you know, a couple million dollars. Now we're, now we're almost $2 billion. That It was like, whoa, oh, my God, everybody's going to go. The lines were 2,000 feet long. Everybody's buying. It's not that way anymore. The big jackpot doesn't attract. But what if you made it easier, as Bob suggested, made it easier for everybody to be guaranteed they could have a win? That was it. And so, therefore, Mr. Slider was my number one highlight of the week. Uh, even though this was a week in which Bob and I really didn't do a whole lot, he and I were uh, on the receiving end of good interviews and good conversation on the news. But, uh, Bob, number one. You you number one, boy. Well, thank you, Howard. I don't think I deserve it, but I'll take it nonetheless. 739, 21 to the hour. Always number one in the morning meteorological, morning meteorological scale is Adam Fike, and he's coming up next. Good Friday morning, everyone. I'm Taylor Long with your 7 News headlines on this October the 13th. A federal grand jury in Wheeling has indicted 18 people in the northern panhandle on serious drug charges. These cases involve the entire northern panhandle. The two most serious cases involved fentanyl being trafficked in the Weirton area. These two suspects were allegedly selling here but weren't from here. 39-year-old Jared Unk Henry and 38-year-old Stephen Sleepy Price were both from Chicago. They're suspected of leading this operation. And in Marshall County, jurors in a Benwood firefighters trial watched body cam footage of a tense hour-long standoff with police on the first day of testimony. A bloody-faced wife led to the arrest of ex-fire chief Garson Taylor, who was accused of strangulation and reckless endangerment in the April incident. Both sides made their opening statements yesterday with the prosecution arguing he put the lives of those around him in danger, while the defense claimed he never threatened officers. Taylor reportedly fled from Sergeant Peter Barton and other officers in Benwood after his wife called the police and threatened to shoot himself multiple times.
Sergeant Barton and others attempted to talk Taylor out of his truck before Taylor was eventually shot with a beanbag round to force him to drop his weapon. 7 News will be back in the courtroom today to bring you the very latest. And over to Ohio County, the lawsuit that aimed to prevent a deer hunt at Ogilvy Park was met with a motion to dismiss on Wednesday by the park and other parties being sued. The suit against Ogilvy Park and the Ogilvy Park Foundation and the Wheeling Park Commission is incomplete, according to the defendants. They argue that the plaintiffs, a group of Wheeling residents, failed to sue the following essential parties as well. The state of the Division of Natural Resources, the City of Wheeling, the Ogilvy Foundation Properties, Inc., and Park System Trust Fund. The hearing to decide whether to dismiss the case was supposed to happen today, but it has been since postponed. That was a look at your headlines. Have a fantastic Friday and a wonderful weekend. I'm Taylor Long, working for you. How much could a cyber attack cost your business? The costs stemming from a cyber attack can vary tremendously, but are extremely significant. Recent studies have shown that the average cost of a data breach to small business can range from $120,000 to $1.2 million. In addition to financial loss, companies also suffer downtime, lost opportunities, and data recovery expenses that can all quickly add up. Could your organization survive a cyber incident? If you are unsure if you are doing enough to protect your data, reputation, and dollars from cyber criminals, contact the team at Omni Strategic Technologies today. Omni has the right tools and support to help keep your business protected. Call 304-242-7600 and schedule your free consultation today or visit omniperforms.com. Omni Strategic Technologies, the only cybersecurity and advisory firm that the watchdog trusts. Coming up on Metro News Hotline. On Friday's Hotline, Dave Allen from 580 Live in Charleston will be sitting in with me. We will recap WVU Houston and have Friday regulars Beer Friday and Buy or Sell. Plus, Sounds Good West Virginia with Aristotle Jones and Hotline Rock critic Annie Z will stop by to promote her new book on Christmas songs. Plus, In or Out and the Question of the Day. Metro News Hotline, weekday afternoons from 3 to 6 at WVMetroNews.com and on this Metro News station. The coffee is brewed, phone lines are open, and the morning team is ready to roll. From the Robinson Auto Group Studios, this is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. of Beatlemania, and that's what we're celebrating with our uh, bumper music today. And I love it because to me, Beatles are number one for me. Uh, when Teddy was a long, little kid, um, he found a TV cartoon called Beat Bugs, and each episode was based on a Beatles song, and there were little characters that kind of represented the Beatles, but they were they were insect cartoon insects. And he would, I mean, he would sing the beat. He knew the Beatles song before he was two, because the Beatle Beat Bugs taught him those songs. And boy, I just. You know, I just love it. Uh, Bob, you could have known it before you were two because they were around when you were one. Yeah, that was uh, I maybe three or four. I can remember the haircuts. They were just different, you know, and everybody was talking about the Beatles, Howard. Yeah, it was Beatlemania. Indeed, it was. Um, and, of course, the Beatles sp- spanned so many different genres over the course of their career. I, you know, the upbeat, poppy stuff, the, you know, hold my hand, she loves you, yeah, 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 as they first came into the country. Uh, and then they began to become more sophisticated 
uh, as with their music, uh, and they had their psychedelic era, and and they really ran the gamut. And they were only Beatles were only here. I mean, they only were a big thing for what less than ten years, maybe I was say eight or nine years. Yeah, eight yeah. or nine years. And you hit it on the head. How much they changed from the beginning, yeah, and then the end. It was just, you would say. It can't be the same guys. Then you listen to them say, yeah, that's the same guys. From the mop heads from Great Britain to whatever they were called by the time their psychedelic era had come and gone and the final works were done. Um, and you, you think about how impactful those four guys were in all of music history in that period of time. All right, well, he's impactful every morning on the Big 7 WTRF TV. He's Adam Fike, and he gives us the forecast here on the radio, on TV, and, of course, online. And so we all love him because he, he keeps us – he helps us know we have to wear an umbrella, get an umbrella, I guess. Good morning, Adam. Good morning, Howard. How are you? Okay, I stumbled through that. I'm sorry. I heard you chuckling. I stumbled through that a little bit. But, anyways, it's, it's good to have you here. <laughs> Appreciate it this morning. I'm good. How are you this morning? Appreciate the shout out. <laughs> um, looks like it's going to be a looks. This is going to be our, our best day of the of the weekend, right? Yep. On I mean, I was going to say unfortunately, but you know what? Yeah, it might rain the next couple of days, but I find a I can. I'm good at finding positives even in the gloomy. So I've noticed today, that about you. <laughs> I try to stay positive when I can, but today really not going to be all that bad. Plenty of sunshine, maybe a few passing clouds this afternoon. We should see our temperatures between, once again, between that, I would say 68 and 74 degree range like we saw yesterday, too. So, actually, I, th- I think that sounds like a pretty good day today. Oh, for sure. Going to be a great day. Football this evening is going to be great. Yeah, skies are going to cloud over, but temperatures not going to be too cool. It's going to stay dry tonight. Then, unfortunately, it changes tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. So, tomorrow is... It's pretty much just going to be a washout. You're likely going to see rain pretty much on and off all throughout the day. I would say that 6 a.m. to noon time frame is our best chance for your, I would say, consistent showers. We're going to see widespread showers all across the valley. There's going to be pockets of moderate. There's going to be pockets of heavy. Lunch to dinner time is going to become a little bit more spotty, but that's going to be our chance to see a couple thunderstorms. Then once we get past dinner, Activity tries to wrap up, but still could hold on to a rain chance or two on Sunday. And we go into the next week with some slight chances of rain, too, right? Yep. Think of what we, this Sunday through Tuesday, think of what we saw this past weekend, where, like I've been saying, it's been mostly cloudy. We saw a few pockets of sunshine and a stray shower, too, but most of us stay dry. That's really what Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday are going to be. Not everyone sees the showers, but someone will at some point. Just Hard to really tell when they pop up. It's, we're getting a little taste of what Buffalo normally sees in the winter, but with rain yeah. instead of snow. And it'll be whether you whether you actually get active rain or not. I think it probably, it'll be sort of a gloomy couple of days uh, for everybody. It may may not rain on you, but it's certainly going to be cloudy, and you could probably feel the rain out there somewhere. Yep, you're also going to feel those chilly temperatures as well. Tomorrow, only in the six. I say only sixties. That's where we should be for this time of year. But Sunday through Wednesday, likely in the 50s. As I was uh, getting ready to get in the car this morning, I mentioned to my wife, I said, you know, it's not going to be too much longer 
before I don't have to use my remote start and kind of maybe get some of the frost off the car because uh, we'll probably we've had in the region, not here in the immediate area, but in the region we've had frost advisories already. Uh, we'll be seeing overnight frost, I suspect, before too much longer. Yeah, I'm not not looking forward to that. Luckily, I don't think I think there's only been like one or two spots. I can't remember off the top of my head, but 90% of us haven't seen frost yet, so. Let's keep it that way. Right, right. But it, but it has been, uh, I noticing Zach puts those up a good bit. Um, it's sort of surrounding us. There have been some frost advisories surrounding us, Guernsey County, places like that. Not here, but you know it's coming. One of these days is coming. Got to be prepared for that. It's going to be, there's going to be a morning where you're going to open the door, get ready to get in your car, at least I am, early morning and say, oh, man, I got frost on the windshield. <laughs> Well, luckily, when that does roll around, I'll make sure you guys know ahead of time. That's true. <laughs> you are our early warning system, and we appreciate it. All right, Adam, I appreciate it, uh, as always. Got any big plans for the weekend? It's my usual Friday question for you. Uh, at this point, not exactly sure what we're going to be doing, because we were supposed to go up to um, the Sandusky, Port Clinton, Ohio area, but now that it's going to rain, we don't know what we're going to do. If it's going to be a stay-at-home, if we're going to go to my grandparents, or if we're still going to go up the one of those we shall see what happens but either way i'm going to get out of town for the weekend well, be back sunday of course to watch football but <laughs> <laughs> all right well listen have a great weekend whatever you do and we'll talk to you again on monday talk to you then thank you see you adam 7:50, 10 to the hour watchdog morning show here on uh, the on the watchdog radio network um 47 at the airport 44 at the highlands 43 in elm grove 46 still 46 there let me take a look, Howard. It is 46 degrees. 46 degrees, yeah, at the Robinson Auto Group Studios, downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. Next hour, Bill Bryson back from his Northern European trip, and uh, we'll have the sights and sounds of Northern Europe. I watched uh, some of the stuff from some of my friends who were on that trip. Looked like a tremendous trip. Bill will talk to us about that. Uh, also, I'm curious whether uh, Uniclub has had to deal with any uh, fallout from the Israel situation. If they have anybody over in Israel, they had to get out things of that nature. That's coming up in the next hour of the show. And McCabe and I have a lot to talk about on the Ohio Valley Friday Roundtable. Look at news of the week. It's a 9 to the hour, and Mr. Slider has sports. That's coming up next. A serious injury from an accident can be just the start of your worries. What if you cannot return to work? How do you take care of your family if you're disabled? At Gellner Law Offices, we represent seriously injured people and understand their problem. We know how to get you fair compensation. We will work hard to make sure you get the money you deserve for your losses. Don't go it alone. If you're hurt in an accident, call us at 304-242-2900 or visit us at gellnerlaw.com. We'd like to help. Ready, set, go get your Toyota today. Check out Toyota's wide range of all-wheel and four-wheel drive vehicles, like a sporty Camry or a stylish Corolla, both with great MPGs. Or come in and test drive a new RAV4, Highlander, or Corolla Cross, each with plenty of cargo room, so you can be ready for any adventure. Visit buyatoyota.com, the official website for deals. Hurry, offers end April 4th. Toyota, let's go places. Sports Map Radio is on all night long. Tune in to get up to the minute sports coverage on FM 98.1, AM 1600. We are the Watchdog. What if your bank offered new checking and savings accounts with a very low balance required, online bill pay, and debit cards issued right away? I would like that. What if that bank had extended hours every business day and were open on Saturdays and most holidays? That's incredible. 
and if all their accounts had low fees or no fees. That's money in the bank, the right bank. Open your checking and savings account at Main Street Bank. You deserve a bank this good. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Conversations you care about with people you know. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe on WKKX and WVLY. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. Actually, one of my favorite Beatles songs. I, it's not the hey, 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 hold her hand, you know, loud and um, boisterous, uh, the, the boys from Liverpool, but it's one of my favorite songs because it's a retrospective song about thinking about the things of your life. And Bob, I don't know if you know this or not, but those are the kind of songs that I like. You like to reminisce, don't you? Harry? I do, I do indeed. Will we reminisce about last night's uh, WVU game? I don't know. I was watching the score, not the game. Looked like things were going back and forth, back and forth. I thought, okay, we're, we're all right. And then when I checked the final score, we weren't so right. No, Howard, it was not. Last night was Heartbreak City for Mountaineer fans all over the great state of West Virginia. Garrett Green completed a fourth down 50-yard pass to Hudson Clement for a touchdown, giving the Mountaineers a 39-35 lead with just 12 seconds left in the game. This sounds like a winner. It sounded like a winner. But West Virginia was hit with a 15-yard celebration penalty. Yikes. Yes, that's what the coach said. That set up Stephon Johnson's last play, a 49-yard Hail Mary touchdown catch, to give the Cougars a shocking 41-39 win over the Mountaineers. WVU head coach Neil Brown had this to say after the game. We lost the game because of discipline. Don't take your helmets off until you get to the sideline. Stacy Sneed's kickoff return got the ball to the to the Houston 43-yard line with just seven seconds left in the game. And then it was a Donovan Smith eight-yard pass to Dalton Carnes. That put the Cougars in position to throw the deep pass that the Mountaineer defenders were unable to knock down. And the ball ended up in Johnson's arms, Howard, for the score, more from Coach Brown. He added after the game, you've got to <laughs> knock the ball down. We work on that play every Friday. Houston students rushed the field. After the field was cleared, WVU declined the conversion kick, and the game was over. Was West Virginia's winning streak is stopped at four, and Houston and Coach Dana Holgerson get their first ever Big 12 win. Houston 41, West Virginia 39, as Howard said, yikes. <laughs> Last night, NFL action, Thursday night football. It was the Kansas City Chiefs over the Denver Broncos 19-8. to 
The Chiefs improved to 5-1. The Broncos dropped to 1-5. We have a little bit of everything, Howard. Major League Baseball playoffs. The Philadelphia Phillies send the Atlanta Braves home for the winner. They win 3-1. So the league championships are set, and they look like this. Texas at Houston, game one Sunday for the American League Championship. That's an 8-15 first pitch. And then the National League Championship Series starts on Monday. The Arizona Diamondbacks at the Philadelphia Phillies. First pitch there, 8.07. It's a football Friday, Howard. It's a football Friday. Kicking things off from noon to 3, the Pine Room Podcast live today at Gumby's Moundsville South. Saying, hey, Bob. There's two Gumbies. Excuse me, what? Bob. I, I thought there were two Gumbies. There is two Gumbies, Howard. Where, where is this, sir? Stay on Route 2, right there by the uh, 84 Lumber entrance. You'll see it. Gumbies, right there on Route 2. Moundsville South discounts, giveaway. Stop by Gumbies, the Pine Room Boys. That's where I sometimes go to grab a soda pop when I'm down that way. When you're heading south, that's the place go to right, go. I go right through their drive through grab myself a grape soda or a Mountain Dew or something. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it, listen, it's going to be great weather again today. Don't know how long this weather is going to last. So uh, stop by. Again, lots of discounts and giveaways. That's the Pine Room Boys at Gumby's South. And Howard, that just gets things kicked off because after those guys are I remind are done. you that the Pine Room guys are brought to you by Gumby's and, and our fine friends at Jill's <laughs> Gentleman's Club. <laughs> thank don't you, forget, Howard. Don't forget that. I'm rushing, trying to get all things in here. Yes, thank you. That is so important because when those guys are done – then it's the Matt Jones pre-owned auto walkthrough. Scott Noldy, Brett Clough, Jerry Ames, Mark Heinerman. All those guys are going to be here in the studio. That's from 3 to 5. That's the Matt Jones pre-owned auto walkthrough. Football-wise, we got two games for you. Wheeling Central travels across the river to take on Martins Ferry. That game is at 7 o'clock. You can hear that at WKKX. And Brooke at John Marshall. Again, that's a 7 o'clock kickoff. Those guys will get on the air a little bit right before 7 o'clock. And that's what we have tonight, Howard, on Football Friday here on the Watchdog Network. It's going to be a Football Friday night. Remember, you can listen to the games online if you can't listen to them off the air. Just listen to watchdognetwork.com. And click on WKKX for the Central game, WWVOY for the uh, John Marshall game, and you'll be able to check things out. Don't forget to check out Bob and Bear tomorrow morning. Bear and Bob, actually, uh, tomorrow morning. A couple of good old boys on sports. Couple of good old boys. Bob was hot last week, four and zero. Man, you do, you've been you've been hitting them the last few weeks. Have to. My partner, he's sharp. <laughs> yeah. Are you learning from him? Is he teaching you? Is that what it is? Bear, Bear is the best at it. Right now, I'm, I got the upper hand, but uh, I'm, I'm sure he'll, he'll bounce back this week. We'll find out tomorrow morning, 8 o'clock, the uh, good old boys on sports. All right, coming up next hour, i got a couple of texts coming in. I want to talk about that. John Devlin from the Symphony is here. Bill Bryson goes traveling with us. And at 9 o'clock, John McCabe is in. And we're going to take a look at some of the Ohio Valley news and review on the Friday Roundtable. It's a busy Friday underway here on the Watchdog Morning Show. FM 98.1, AM 1600, WKKX Wheeling. FM 97.7, AM 1370, WVLY Moundsville. ABC News.